and welcome to ADHD Fest, your podcast all about adult ADHD with a little bit of self-improvement and law of attraction thrown in there. How are we all? I am feeling fantastic. I hope you can hear it in my voice. I don't know what it is lately, but week on week on week, I'm just feeling really good. I'm not going to take it um, for granted because I know ADHD burnout and overwhelm can hit at any time. But for the moment, I think this might be the longest stint I've had since my diagnosis where I've had no burnout and all I can attribute it to is following some simple steps. If you want to know more about it, go back a few episodes. I did talk all about um, burnout. There's an episode called Are You Resting Wrong? But also I found one of the hacks is the less guilt that you can have the quicker you're going to come out of burnout and also the less you're going to be prone to burnout because guilt really fueled a lot of my pushing through when I was feeling bad. I would just feel guilty and I'd be like, oh God, I've got to do better than this. And, you know, I've got to be a good wife and a good mom and I've got to, you know, get my work finished and just taking that pressure off myself. And also Pete's been amazing. My husband, he also had a talk to me and he was just like, listen, just because you're not go 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 like you normally are and hitting everything 100% you're still at like 75% but because you're not at your usual over the top people pleasing level you feel like you're down on the bottom and you're not you're probably above average on some things so whether that's true or not I don't know but I took it as true and it was really helpful and it just lifts that guilt off you you just don't feel as bad that's actually today's episode is not about burnout but it does lead nicely into what this episode is about And that is, what can your partner do to help? I've kind of neglected the partners. I've never really thought about them. Obviously, I think about my partner in a personal way. But on a grander scale, when thinking of topics for this podcast, the partners don't really pop into my head. And then more and more people are being diagnosed now as adults. And they want to know, you know, my partner's asking me, how can they support me? And I don't know what to do. So here I am to answer that question for you and maybe you can listen to this maybe you can send it to your partner to listen to take some notes I'm not an expert guys I'm only probably a little bit further ahead than a couple of you maybe we're in the exact same boat I'm not an expert I am not a medical professional but I do hyper focus on this stuff and I think I've got some great tips for you first and foremost this doesn't just have to apply to partners this can be family members parents, siblings, flatmates. These are tips that I'm going to share from the perspective of my husband and a romantic partner, but you can easily apply this to any of the other relationships that I've just mentioned. My number one tip, and this is totally from my perspective, what I want from my partner that helps me massively is to educate yourself. I know that you might not be as interested in it as we are, But just the fact that you're trying to understand us, that you want to be aware of it, that you want to help our situation massively is a big tick in my book. A hundred percent. It makes me feel loved. It makes me feel validated. And also waiting for your partner with ADHD to explain to you what they need and what their problems are is probably going to take a long time, especially if they've been late diagnosed because We don't 100% understand it ourselves. When I was first diagnosed, I had no idea what ADHD was. I'd looked into it a little bit, 
but I didn't understand all the ways it affects me. And even to this day, I find new things, new discoveries about ADHD. It's a really complex situation and it's great in some ways and it's horrendous in other ways. So asking us to explain to you what we need, we have no idea what we need. We don't know. So please, we will try and research it and tell you, but can you please go out and research it as well? And along that lines, I've got a book recommendation for you. It's called Dirty Laundry. The subtitle is Why Adults with ADHD Are So Ashamed and What We Can Do to Help. And this is by Richard Pink and Roxanne Emery. Um, I think they're called ADHD Love on TikTok. So ADHD underscore love. They're a couple over on TikTok. You've probably seen them because we all pass around their videos. But the wife has ADHD and the husband is neurotypical. And the whole book is written each chapter One of them writes one half, so say the wife writes the first half and how she's struggling and how that manifests, her ADHD manifests. The second half is written by her husband and how he initially reacted to it, how he felt about it and how he's learned to cope with it and has some tips on how to lessen the issue for both sides. It's a really handy book. I haven't fully finished it yet myself, but even just the first few chapters, I was like, yes, yes, 100%, this is what we need. So I'm reading it and then I'm going to pass it along to my husband, Pete, to read as well, because it really is for both sides of the coin. So the title of that again is Dirty Laundry, Why Adults with ADHD Are So Ashamed and What We Can Do to Help. But if you are not a book reader, Go out and find things like TikTok. Go and follow ADHD Love over on TikTok and they can explain the dynamics in a partnership where one has ADHD and the other doesn't. That's another way to learn if you'd rather learn in that way. The second most important thing to take into account as a partner of someone with ADHD, I have already touched on, but I'm going to go a bit deeper into it here, is guilt. Now, the title of that book I've just mentioned mentions the shame that people with ADHD have around some of the symptoms, maybe it's that we're messy, maybe it's that we're late all the time, maybe it's that we forget important things, we're not very organized, maybe it's that, uh, for me, one of the things I'm really embarrassed about is my poor sense of direction. I have to have Google Maps or um, Apple Maps on my phone at all times because I could have been somewhere a million times, I still won't know the way. I can do it automatically as habit, but if my brain switches on while I'm driving, I suddenly I'm like, is it left or is it right? I can't remember which way to go. Yeah, that's one of the things I'm more embarrassed about. There's a million little things that we are embarrassed about. And we have been under the surface embarrassed about our whole lives. But when we didn't know we had ADHD, we made excuses for it. It might look like we don't care. Like I used to, I've, I've been an actress my whole life. Now, I was quite brainy in school. I don't mind tooting my own horn. I was top of the class in primary in particular when we didn't have any homework. We didn't have any responsibilities. We didn't have to remember anything. We just had to turn up to class, do a bit of mental maths, maybe do a spelling test. I was top of the class. As soon as I hit high school and we had homework and we had revision, I could not do it. And I had no idea I had ADHD I just thought I was lazy. So I would go home, I'd get the books out, I'd try and read and I'd just be like, oh my God, this is, I I can't do it, I can't be. But in my mind, I told myself, I can't be bothered. So my, not excuse, but your brain has to give you a reason why you can't do something. And if you're not diagnosed, so you haven't got that reason in front of you of, I can't do my homework because I have ADHD. I was thinking, I can't do my homework because I don't want to do my homework. 
and I'm defiant and I'm lazy because there has to be a reason, right? So that was the reason that I told myself I couldn't do my homework. It was embarrassing and it was shameful, but automatically I'm not saying that I did this consciously. I did it absolutely unconsciously or subconsciously, whatever you want to say. I made up for that shortfall and pushed down the shame by saying, I don't care. I, I, I'm not into homework. I'm not gonna be. I'm not gonna use this anyway. I'm gonna be a dancer, and I focused all my energy into my dancing and acting. But the truth is, looking back, I always loved schoolwork. I loved schoolwork as a kid until I got to high school. When those responsibilities were put on my shoulders, then that's the time that I started saying, "I don't even care about school. I don't care if I'm top of the class. I don't care if I'm bottom of the class." I know I'm clever and I could do it if I want to. Obviously, I just must not want to. I want to be a dancer. And it's these little lies that we've told ourselves to cover up the shortcomings of ADHD because we didn't know what it was. So there has been shame there. It looks to the outside world as if I don't care and I'm just being defiant. So when a teacher was getting frustrated with me, like, just do your homework, and I'm just like, I don't want to, I don't care. Obviously, they would be annoyed with me. Obviously, they would try and guilt me. Obviously, they would say, if only you applied yourself, you're wasting your talents. Why won't you just buckle down? You're just being lazy. It does sound horrible (laughs) when you look at it through the eyes of, I had ADHD and I couldn't help it, but they didn't know that. I didn't know that either. So I believed what they were saying. I believed I was lazy and I decided my way to cope with that was to decide not to care and just go, yeah, I am lazy. What are you going to do about it? It's my choice. I can be lazy if I want to be lazy. So you can see how shame is a real big part of it. People try to shame you because they don't know there's a problem. They just think you don't want to and you're not trying. So now from the perspective of I have got my diagnosis and one of the things I have always really wanted to do and I couldn't push down the shame by saying, oh, I don't care, I just like it is being untidy, being messy. I really feel like there's a super clean, neat freak inside of me fighting to get out. I just want to be neat. I want to be tidy. I want to be extra clean. I want to know where everything is in this house. I don't have the ability to do it. I've tried it every which way. Now that I know I've got ADHD, I'm putting strategies in place and I've dropped the perfectionism. You know, I am getting there. I'm getting there slowly. But I have carried it. I couldn't say my whole life, I don't care about being tidy. I don't care if my house is a mess. I don't care if I lose things all the time because I massively did care. So now that I have the ADHD diagnosis and looking back at people saying to me, God, you're so messy. God, can't you find anything? Why are you always late? That made the symptoms worse. Now my partner says to me when I've done, (laughs) it's like, It's really hard to accept when you are an intelligent adult person that you do need to dumb things down for yourself and you do need to congratulate yourself over small wins. You do need to validate them and you need to find a new mindset of, I am amazing. I've gone my whole life with something that has afflicted me that I didn't even know about and I've come out as the person I am now that is amazing. How strong am I? So when you're doing something small, like I've gotten really into, I I did start medication, so it did make it a little bit easier. 
But um, through some of the techniques, I have gotten into a real good habit of cleaning the kitchen and doing the dishwasher every day. And it's just working like a well-oiled machine. And believe me, that is the dream, considering how long I've been wanting to be like that. What my husband does is he looks for the little wins. So if I have organized a shelf, if I have done the dishwasher, if I have spent some time doing something that he knows ordinarily would be hard for me with the ADHD. He congratulates me. It's difficult. I would say get your partner, get your friend, get your mum, get your dad to listen to something like this because they might not understand it coming directly from you because they know you so well or they think they know you so well. They might be like, oh, what? You need validating every time you do the dishwasher. Like, it's exhausting. Like, I'm not going to be like, oh, well done, well done. Give you a little round of applause for doing the dishwasher. But actually, yeah, give yourself a round of applause for doing the dishwasher because you have ADHD. And people who don't have ADHD might think that's nothing. But guess what? You do have it. You have every excuse not to do that job, not to do the dishwasher because your brain is fighting against you and doesn't want you to do it. And you've still done it. You have lifted a hundred kilogram weight where someone else has lifted a 10 kilogram weight. It's all invisible, but you've done it. You're stronger than the person that gets up and just does it with ease and doesn't think about it. You've had to fight to do it and you've done it. You've matched that person who doesn't have the affliction. So yes, we need to celebrate the small wins. We need to not feel guilty when we can't get that win. And my husband is so good at this. He just tells me, all the time. Tara, you are the best wife. I would never have wanted another wife. I know that you've got ADHD, but that makes no difference to me. If you were you and you didn't have ADHD, what are all the other wonderful things that I would miss out on? Him just saying that sometimes lifts the pressure off. It lifts that overwhelm off. Him not thinking badly of me makes me think a bit more kindly towards me. And you know what? If I'm lying there in ADHD overwhelm and I'm thinking, just go and do the dishwasher. Just go and do the dishwasher. Just do it now. Why are you so crap? Just get up. Other people can do it. You need to, this is not good for your family. You know, it can't all be on Pete. He does so much for us. Get up, go and do it. And then he just walks in and goes to me, love you so much, babe. And gives me a little kiss on the head. The guilt just lifts. And somehow I'm like, Oh, he loves me. Oh, he appreciates me. And then I, nine times out of 10, I can get up and go and do the thing. I can get up and go and do the dishwasher. Don't ask me how it works. The science behind it somewhere. Probably it's the fact that when you are fighting yourself, when you're so down on yourself, why would you be motivated? Shame doesn't motivate anyone in a good way long term. It just doesn't. Appreciation, rewards are what we're looking for. So my reward is Pete giving me a little kiss. He's given me that little dopamine hit and suddenly I can get up and go and do the thing. And when I do the thing and he goes, oh, that, thanks for doing that little job. Tell you what, you've done the dishwasher, so I'll do the pans. Do you want to go and throw a laundry load on? And I'll be like, yeah, okay. And then we're doing it together. And then that's another dopamine hit. And it's just these little rewards. It seems simple. And a lot of people who don't understand ADHD might poo-poo it. They might go, oh, no, I'm not. Do we have to do all this? Explain to them. Yes, you do. 
and it's going to be good for both of us. If you can make the things that are not rewarding me with dopamine more pleasant, more entertaining, I'm going to want to do them more and it's going to be better for you and for me. And honestly, Peter and I are closer than ever since my diagnosis because it's given me the opportunity to see what an understanding, caring guy he is. And it's given him the opportunity to see that when I do have some shortfalls, it's not personal. It's absolutely not personal. I 100% want to be the best wife in the world to him. I 100% want to be the best mother. As a person with ADHD, if you're going to give me some grace, if you're going to give me some appreciation, I'm never going to take advantage of that. I'm never going to use my ADHD as an excuse. So when I'm good, I'm going to absolutely maximize it because I want to keep you happy because you are so kind, so patient with me at other times. And when I'm feeling good, I'm going to give you my all and you're going to get the absolute best of me. And when I'm feeling bad, it truly is because I'm feeling bad. And instead of prolonging that by fighting through the guilt and the shame, I know that my partner, mom, friend, whatever, is going to love me regardless. And guess what? It means I can concentrate on just getting through that little burnout period, getting through that overwhelm, resting up with no guilt, and then I bounce back much quicker. So I hope that's helped. It's a little bit of a rambly one today because it's hard It's hard to talk about this in a way that someone with ADHD relates to, but also someone who is neurotypical can understand. It's counterintuitive. I know that it's completely counterintuitive when someone, it looks to you from the outside that your partner is sat on the couch watching telly and they're not helping you and you're stressed and you're tired and you need the help and how could they do this? It's so annoying. You feel like it's personal. You're like, just do it and you can't understand and know it's counterintuitive and know you want to have a go at them. How about just go and sit next to them on that couch, put your arm around them, give them a little hug, have a chat about something, nothing to do with what you're expecting of them, nothing to do with the situation you're currently in. And then just walk away and see how that works. Because nine times out of 10, they will have been sat on that couch shouting at themselves to get up and help you or do something within that situation. And they're feeling like you hate them. They're feeling like you're upset with them. You going over and giving them a little cuddle, chatting about something else, taking that pressure off. Nine times out of 10, within half an hour, they're gonna have gotten out of that funk and they're probably just gonna come and naturally start doing what you wanted them to do. So try it. Let me know how it goes. I'm open to feedback. You know, let's do this research together because it's not out there. We're the ones that have to sort this out for ourselves. And I know that we can. And if we can just all work together, all accept each other, take each other as we are and help each other through our problems. And that goes for helping our neurotypical partners through stuff. I know a lot of us have a lot of empathy. We're great with emotions. Maybe your neurotypical partner or friend is not. And we can give back in that way. We can help them through their issues and they can help us through ours. So next week, I am open to suggestions for topics. I feel like I haven't opened the floor up enough to this. Please pop over to my Instagram. It's ADHD Fest, all one word. I'm also over on TikTok, ADHD underscore fest, and you can find me there or just give me a wave. I think you can 
right below in the reviews. You can write questions. Although if you are doing that, please give me five stars. We need to boost this podcast up the ratings. Don't forget if you are in burnout to get that burnout Bible. The link is down below to download that and I'll see you all next week. Bye.